0: Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Connor. you are listening to Money and Plants. This is the podcast that gives me an opportunity to talk about the big issues that affects your life and my life. In this episode of the podcast, episode number 26 actually, I'm going to be talking about Bitcoin. I have resisted this now for a number of months, but... You know, Over the last 12 months, I've now had over 10,000 downloads of the podcast. So I'm really, really grateful. Thanks to everyone for listening and thank you for the messages of support and encouragement. But in particular, over the last few months, I've had a number of people who have asked me to talk about Bitcoin. So, you know, originally I first started to hear about Bitcoin about three or four years ago. I have a couple of friends uh, in Australia who invested some money in Bitcoin at that time. And I think probably, to be honest with you, from the very beginning, I've always been quite sceptical of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And probably the reason and main reason for that is that I just didn't really know anything about it. But what I will say is, you know, one of the things I'm really interested in is trying to figure out human behaviour. And as this particular podcast talks about business and finance and, and, and money... Um, We also talk about health, right, and that's something that I'm going to come back to because I know it's been very economic orientated uh, the last 25 episodes, but trust me, I will be coming back and I will have some incredible value to bring on the health as well. But let's park that for a second. Back to Bitcoin. So on the Bitcoin side of things, over the last couple of months, I've had quite a few people say, look, you know, we would like you to do a podcast with Bitcoin, you know, what's going on in crypto and I think the penny really dropped with me about a month ago whenever my mum, who's 75 years of age, she's not really interested in investing or, you know, she she has an interested mind and she's very curious, but she did say to me, what do you think of Bitcoin, son? And whenever my mum said that to me, I said to myself, that's quite incredible. So the bottom line is that every time you lift some kind of newspaper or financial publication, they are now talking about crypto. And the reality is that in the last two to three months, we have started to see, and this is a fascinating move, and this is a really, really important part of the cryptocurrency story. Central banks now around the world are starting to talk about introducing their own form of cryptocurrency. For example, in the United Kingdom a few weeks ago, the Chancellor, an act started a due diligence exercise on Bitcoin, B-R-I-T, coin, Bitcoin, And what most people believe is that within the next five years we are going to see every central bank issue their own form of cryptocurrency. So look, it's high time now that given the platform that I have and the access that I have to some really really interesting people, some really savvy investors, I thought it would add great value to my demographic if we had a conversation on the podcast about bitcoin so the great news is that earlier this week i spoke to one of my old friends nick leeson the rogue trader if you don't know nick leeson check him out um, nick is one of the most highly sought after dinner speakers about finance and economics and the markets in the world okay so before covid and over the last 20 odd years nick has been traveling all around the world and he speaks for some of the biggest companies in the world, largely about his story with Bearings, but then he talks about all kinds of, of stuff around money and fraud and all of that kind of thing. And what I would say is, apart from the fact that you know Nick's a mate of mine, um, what we also do is on LinkedIn every Thursday you need to check this out. We run a money clinic where we talk about the economy and business and finance for ten minutes. But one of the things I will say about Nick is, you know, he's been a trader for over thirty years, and. I've got to know a few of these guys who are investment managers and you know they trade on the markets and to do that for any kind of uh, length of time, you need to be fairly intuitive, uh, quite savvy, you need to be very resilient and you need to be really measured as well. So I thought it would be a really good idea to speak and try and get into Nick's mind and really find out what he thinks of bitcoin does he think it's real does he think that the price is going to continue to rally or does he think it is a financial mirage and that's what i really want to get to and that's where i got to with my conversation with nick leeson earlier this week because if you hold on for 30 odd minutes it's a half an hour conversation i got nick to put it on the line with me and predict where he thinks the price of bitcoin is going to go by 2025 so look that's the intro i hope you get some value from this podcast i really enjoyed it it's a fascinating conversation i'll catch up with you again after the conversation with nick let's roll the tip. do you own your own business And how has the pandemic affected your business? Maybe you're fortunate enough in that the business is going really well. Interestingly, one of the impacts of the pandemic is that some businesses are actually doing much better now than they were last year. However, unfortunately for many business owners, the opposite has happened. And many businesses are now under serious pressure from creditors, from banks, and they're concerned about what the next few months holds for them. If that's you, if that relates to you, then you need to get in touch with the GDP Partnerships Pandemic Recovery Team. This year GDP set up the Pandemic Recovery Team to help 100 businesses survive and thrive as we get to the end of this year. www.gdpni.com Check out their LinkedIn page, Facebook and Twitter. If you're a business owner and you need some help, get in touch with GDP Partnership. Nick, good morning. Welcome to Money and Plants. How are you keeping? Very well, welcome. How are you? Forms good. Forms good. Actually, uh, you were the first guest on my podcast, and I was looking last night. I've done 25 episodes and I've had over 10,000 downloads. And me and your conversation is the most popular to date. So, I'm trying to figure out why that is. Have you any thoughts on that? No,
1: I look, I I think you have to look for the common thread, right? And you've obviously done a number of these podcasts and I've only done the one, so it has to be me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's there's some kind of connection. But look... What I wanted to do in this conversation, right? So me, me and you, uh, people who have been listening to the podcast, may or may not know this, but we've actually been running a money clinic on a Thursday on LinkedIn, and yeah. I mean, there's there's growing interest in those conversations. And the reason we're speaking about uh, Bitcoin today is, in my view, now is the time for me to talk about it in the podcast because it would appear everyone, uh, everybody, seems to be talking about cryptocurrencies now, and I suppose. It's important I say this at this point of our conversation that me, myself, and yourself, we're not claiming to be Bitcoin experts. But for me personally, like I'm, I'm working in finance and, and, and money uh, every day for years. And obviously, you, you're quite humble about this uh, and, and a bit maybe reserved. But I mean, you've been trading the markets now for nearly 30 years. You're one of the most yeah. well known international traders in the world. And what I'm really yeah. interested in then. Although you're not an expert in Bitcoin, I'm really, really interested in your thoughts on firstly Bitcoin and then cryptocurrency in general. Do you want? Will we kick off by by you sort of giving me your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, yeah, no problem. I look, I, I'm definitely not an expert. I, I would describe myself as a Bitcoin dummy, to be honest with you, and, and 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 reasonably proud of that. Right, I I I'm 54 years of age now, and um, you know, I, I, I've i lived through people being sold many different things over that 54 year period and seen a lot of them end in misery and, you know, some of them are pure pyramid uh, schemes, some of them are pure scams, uh, and I'm not likening any of those to Bitcoin, but you, you have to worry and You know, just before we started this, I I, I turned on my phone and, you know, I think I was looking at Instagram or something. And a couple of people have popped up who I know really well, who've got million, you know, one million plus followers. And they are now advocating cryptocurrency as of 8 a.m. this morning. And, you know, like I kind of want to phone them up, wring their neck a little bit and say, please, what are you doing? You know, what do you know about cryptocurrency? I've described myself as a dummy, uh, they're far worse than that. And yet they are advocating cryptocurrencies to their 1 million plus followers. And it's, it's just bonkers. And you're, you're, you're influencing people, and these are social media influencers. They are influencing people in absolutely the wrong way. I mean, me and you have had many conversations over the year Years about empowering empowering yourself, understanding what you're doing, making sure that you've you you, you under, understand and, um, and and really cleverly interpret what you're doing. And the, these people are just being influenced. If somebody says it's okay to to trade in cryptocurrencies, they're looking up to this person who's got a million plus followers, and they're going to do it, and they're going to know nothing about it, and. It's going to be all good and dandy while the market is going up and they see their, you know, the profit line increasing. But then all of a sudden there's going to be a downturn as there has been in the last 10 days. They're not going to know what to do. They're going to panic. The situation's going to get worse. Now, you know, it's irrelevant how much money you've got, you know, whether you've got a billion pound invested in this or you've got a hundred dollars. You know, if you see. If you wake up on a monday morning you go to bed on a friday evening and you wake up on a monday morning and bitcoin is down 40 percent, that's a real kick in the teeth
0: yeah i think within the the podcast project i've been really really fortunate i've had some really brilliant guests i've had david mcwilliams on stephen Kinsella, uh, top economists in ireland and for me i've been trying to figure out uh, and try and understand money a lot more and this podcast has helped me do that I've been trying to get a better understanding of economics and where I've sort of got to, and and Stephen Kinsley agreed with me on this when we spoke about this, is economics is really the study of human behavior. And that's what fascinates me then about crypto and Bitcoin so much, because you've just touched on something which I would totally agree with you. You talked about the role that influencers are now playing in driving people's interest in, for example, Bitcoin. And one of the sort of most famous and well-known sort of influential entrepreneurs in the world in the last few years is Gary Vaynerchuk. You've also got people like Grant Cardone. You've also then got people who run hedge funds like the Mooch, Anthony Scaramucci, who's really well known in the United States. And all these guys are advocating that people get into Bitcoin. I suppose one, one of the concerns, Nick, we spoke about this on the Money Clinic yesterday, but as you know, there's two different kinds of investors. There are those investors Most of the people listening to this podcast who are maybe interested in investing 10 grand, 20 grand, 100 grand, a couple of hundred grand into crypto or Bitcoin. The difference is they have or they will have skin in the game. So they're going to be thinking about investing their own money. The big challenge, I think, with Bitcoin and crypto is it's a bit like the stock market uh, GameStop uh, where you have all these retail investors which are called the retail army and they're investing their life savings into something. However, that market is completely now dominated by the big players, the hedge funds, the banks, the JP Morgans of this world, the Goldman Sachs, who are now all buying into Tesla, for example, who bought $1.5 billion of Bitcoin in quarter one of this year. So, I mean, it's not an even even market. It's not an even field. And I'm, I'm just really concerned on that level. Is that something that you would have a view on?
1: no look i I, I concur really the, the it's never been an even playing field. Um, you know you've always got the uh, the big players in the market and you know like even when I was growing up on the trading floors years ago um, if JP Morgan stepped into the pit you 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 hid right because they they move the market, they control the market to a certain degree and and them and a few of the other big investment banks certainly. Are, are to be feared and you know you look around and you see if, if goldmans make a, a recommendation about where the price of gold is going nine times out of ten it goes there you know they've probably already uh, spoken to their clients about it then they release the re- research document and then it moves so you know there's a huge duty of care and you know like i, I suppose the way to explain this is you know, and I, I hate using this word again, but if you think of a, a pyramid, and that pyramid uh, shows you the risk of of the products that you're that, that you're taking. At the bottom, you have treasury uh, and bonds, and you know, slightly above that, you have equities. And at each level that you're going up, um, you're, you're you're taking on more risk in terms of the products that you that you trade and you know, people with little experience should stay near the bottom uh, and those that understand risk and how to manage risk, you know, can start to move uh, closer to the closer to the sharp end. Now, the, the, the products that you see at the sharp end of this pyramid are the real risky, highly leveraged products. And there's there's nothing worse in that area than CFDs and spread betting, which is, is probably the animal that people were getting involved in over the last, you know, five to 15 years or so. And, and, and cryptocurrencies has replaced that. So for me, cryptocurrencies isn't even in the pyramid. It's on a different planet, way, way above the pyramid. And, um, you know, like I've, I, and I've, I've mentioned this to you on The Money Clinic. I. Um, you know, I'm, I'm paying for a uh, for a, box, a robot that trades the cryptocurrencies for me. I don't have a lot of money in the account, but, you know, it was up 20, 20%, um, then it wiped out that 20%, it's down 20%, and now it's, now I think it's back to positive 3%. So, you know, the, the oscillations or the moves from profit to loss and back and forth. You have to have a serious stomach to want to get involved in this if you're you know for a couple of hundred dollars and and you can afford to lose a couple of hundred dollars it, it's it's an interest right and you you can see it fluctuate and it, it's kind of crazy and, and um you, you can watch it as you'd watch anything on a screen but you know if you're going to put several thousand into bitcoin um you know you want to be like tesla or elon musk where you're putting 1.1 or 1.5 billion into it because you're going to move the market on your own and you, and you can dictate almost what that market's going to do. If it if it goes down, you buy more uh, and, and you try to support the market. If it goes up, you take profit and you you sell into the rally um, that you're perpetuating through some of the myth about your initial purchase. I look the the social. And the, the, the social influences, the, the media, um, I think, have a huge part to play. I turn on CNBC, which is, you know, for me, is probably the, um, the best of the business channels. And Paris Hilton is talking about Bitcoin. You know, like that is a reason never to invest in Bitcoin. Uh, like, I don't know what she... Um, what she knows about Bitcoin, but it's just an image I can't get right in my head. So Paris Hilton says, invest in
0: Bitcoin, don't. You've made some really, really interesting points. Um, I won't comment on, on the Paris Hilton piece. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't heard her name in a long time. Um, <laughs> the last time
1: well no that's that's because she's been mining Bitcoin for the last 15 years the,
0: the last time I heard Paris Hilton's name I think Britney Spears was number <laughs> one with hit me baby one more time so mm. look I wanted to ask you this right so you said something there which was important and it is important for listeners whether you're investing in Bitcoin or anything else you really Nick should only be investing money that you can afford to lose number one yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's key. The, the big problem I have with uh, Bitcoin and crypto is most people that I know who've invested in it, really, um, a lot of them, well, they know a bit about it, but, you know, you can't, you don't know where it is. It's in the blockchain somewhere in the ether, hopefully. Um, you can't touch it. You can't really use it. I know you can, you can buy some real estate in Las Vegas and maybe Australia. I know you can maybe buy a Tesla with it, but, I mean, you can't go down to pre-mark and buy uh, you know uh, six months of clothing provision with bitcoin so it's it's a bit of a mystery right but um that's something that really bugs me about it because i like uh, to be able to touch something to see it um, to know where it is so you know i'm i'm, I'm just i would i would genuinely be uh, cautious uh, and if i was investing in bitcoin it wouldn't be a substantial amount and i would be minded and i know some of my friends in australia have done quite well in the last 10 years have taken their money out of it. Um, the one thing that has happened, and I want your counsel on this, what we've seen in the last two or three years, given the rise of crypto and the uh, the fact that lots of people are really interested in it, we're now starting to see central banks get involved. And yeah. in the last three weeks, Lisa Sinek, the uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer in the UK, has commissioned the Bank of England to do some work and, uh, around the Bank of England, producing their own Bitcoin, which will be known as Britcoin. it's a great name isn't it have you heard that (laughs) bitcoin (laughs) so so the thing that here's what i think is going to happen and then i want to hear what you think might happen i think probably in the next five years where all of these central banks are going to have their own form of cryptocurrency i mean i can't even remember the last time i was in a bank and what i've known what i've noticed with myself in the last 12 months particularly with covid i don't really use cash anymore So, you know, I think we're going through a monetary revolution. I think everything's changing very, very quickly. And I do believe that uh, Bank of England will have their own uh, form of digital currency in the next five years. I think the difference that someone pointed out to me, Nick, was that the whole attraction of Bitcoin is the fact that it is completely decentralized. And it's not under the control of our government or a central bank. So people who are crypto enthusiasts, that's their first sort of argument to challenge people about the strength of Bitcoin. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think when you, like, and I, I speak to a few people who are, you know, very much into the crypto um, area. And, you know, I think one of the things that you, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not sure, or, or it doesn't immediately grab me what the fact that it's decentralized really means. Okay, so government, have no control over it. That's probably the extent of it. But I think when you speak to most of these uh, the, the crypto enthusiasts, um, I think there's a common belief that it will replace currency going forward or, or traditional currency. And I I just don't see that there that there will ever be a chance of that in my lifetime. Um, I think you know what will happen is that Um, you know, as we saw with Turkey, okay, so Turkey banned cryptocurrencies from today, I believe, um, because they're worried about potential uh, risks to their own monetary system, but also to potential losses that um, individuals may have to suffer because of, you know, the quite wild movements that you see in cryptocurrencies. And, you know, a currency has to be a store of value Right. And and that's why currencies are quite strictly controlled by governments and by and by central banks. And, you know, like if everybody if everybody had Bitcoin in their wallets um, and only Bitcoin uh, at the, um, you know, just before this this latest downturn in Bitcoin and Goldman Sachs and everybody was uh, was valued in Bitcoin, um, everything would have gone down 20 percent over the course of two hours right? That, that's just, that's bonkers. And a, a government and a central bank, in my opinion, and I know it's a very lowly, humble opinion, is never going to allow that to happen. So Bitcoin exists, they, you know, it, it, it I'm not going to say it's allowed to exist, because that's not right. But it's, you know, at the moment, I don't think it's perceived to be this huge threat. Um, now, it's perceived to be a threat enough that they are all developing their own um, digital currencies. Um, And and we've seen it in China. Uh, I think the UAE um, has has started to develop if they've not already implemented their own. Um, Obviously, you've mentioned the UK now. So I think it's definitely the way that we're gonna go. Like you, you know, I've only ever used my my bank card over the last um, 15 months, and I'm sure that that will continue. Just as a separate aside, I I had to, you you know that I have the most fascinating diet. So uh, about nine o'clock last night, I went to McDonald's to get something to eat uh, and their credit card machine had broken. So I went through the drive-through, got all the way to ordering my very healthy wrap or whatever I was gonna have, you know, that's not true. And they tell me that the machine had broken, they're only accepting cash right? I had no cash. <laughs> I had no cash. So I've then got to go through past the two parts where you get your, where you pay and then the part where you get your food. So if we were living in a Bitcoin world, what would the world do when these machines start to crash and the technology doesn't work? You know, I, I don't see, uh, now I did manage to get my burger, but the, uh, uh your viewers will be, uh, You'll, they'll, they'll
0: be glad to hear. but um... Well, I'm not surprised to hear that you haven't really used your wallet or cash much in the last <laughs> few months, because I've never seen you paying for anything. <laughs> so that's not really a surprise. But you did say something there which was interesting and I think it's important. You said that, you know, Bitcoin, for example, uh, went down 20% in two hours. And to someone who's maybe got you know, $300 million invested in Bitcoin of other people's money. Well, you know, that's, that's, you maybe get a bit anxious and a bit nervous, but for someone who's maybe a hundred grand in that or 10 grand or two grand, I mean, it's the end of the world stuff.
1: It's Look, it's huge. I, I look, I've, I've engaged with a couple of, um, you know, guys who are very pro crypto on, on, on social media and, You know, one of them said to me, you know, hey, dude, don't worry until it's down 60%. And I'm like, you know, get back on your surfboard. I worry when it's down 5% or 2%. You know, not not worrying about something until it's down 60%. Just for me, sums up how bonkers um, this area is. Uh, and, And like, I'm the first to admit, I don't understand it. But I don't really want to if you can see that sort of wild fluctuation and think it's normal because um, it's not normal.
0: Yeah, I suppose. look, it's a brilliant conversation. I suppose like, that's the whole key is we're all trying to figure out, is this real? Is it going to be long-term? Is everybody going to switch to crypto? Like, for example, you know, who's going to be the first football club to pay their players, their star players in Bitcoin? I mean, if it was me, I would probably... You know, that, that that could happen. That could happen. Who's to say?
1: Yeah, it, it could. It could. But the one the one thing that's happened recently, Connor, that really like uh, you know, how many footballers are gonna understand? No, that's like I'm getting rude now. Um how many of them are gonna understand crypto? But like it's mm-hmm. I I uh, there'd be a few, right? But the you know, the thing that um that that really worries me about this right one of the big exchanges coinbase you know listed on the on nasdaq recently
0: yeah
1: so a huge question in my head right you've got this cryptocurrency exchange that's decentralized it's all fantastic and positive um and it goes and lists on an old fuddy-duddy stock exchange um and when you list on a stock exchange, you don't get paid in, in cryptocurrencies. You don't get Bitcoin when you sell your shares. You get, you know, old crumpled US dollars. And a lot of the founders of Coinbase have now sold their shares in this, um, in, in this cryptocurrency exchange and received dollars in exchange. Now, what did they do with the dollars? Did they immediately go and buy Bitcoin? Or, or another cryptocurrency? Or did they put them in their very old traditional bank and spend them? I, I think it's the latter. And, and that poses a really serious question. You know, you've got this fantastic new vehicle, but you're still veering back when you want to take your profit, you're taking your profit in dollars and you're sticking them in a the bank. Uh, that, that worries me. You know, these, these, are the, these are the guys who are at the cutting edge of this, um, of this market, and yet they're still cashing in with dollars.
0: So I think, I think the overriding feedback and the tone of what you're talking about here is that one you're encouraging one of caution, would that be fair?
1: <laughs> Extreme caution. Like, like, you know, um, get get yourself above the dummy status that I have. And, and if you if you genuinely understand it and you think it's, you know, uh, that the, 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 this is the best thing since sliced bread, have a rethink. You <laughs> know, uh, take some time out, think about it again. And if you're still convinced, you know, you're a better and a braver man than I.
0: Right, so let me, let me just wrap this up. Um, I want to ask you a few questions that I've, I've got from, from some people on social media, on Instagram this morning. Um, first one is, a lot of, there's a lot of uneducated people investing in Bitcoin, and this lady probably means people who don't really understand it, like most people. Yeah. So there's a lot of uneducated people investing in Bitcoin, but it's hugely volatile. And what this lady reckons is, there needs to be more done to warn people of the dangers of crypto and that 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 is a really good point because i'm not seeing anybody really coming out online to say you know you have to be cautious you need to be careful about this would you agree with that is is that Uh,
1: 100 percent. i mean you you know it's there should be risk warnings on any financial investment and um you know it's it's about understanding what you're doing and understanding the product, and I, I would agree that the level of understanding isn't there. What people are lured in by, and this is where the, you know, the media and those social influ- influencers become so important, is that they're lured in by the prospect of making money, and nobody ever mentions the downside. And the, I think if you look at crypto in general um you, when, when when it's going up um you know you've got this massive success story but from what I've seen and just understanding markets a little bit and understanding the lack of liquidity that might exist in this market like going down 20 percent in two hours is massive but right? yeah. you don't see it, you don't see it in any other market in the world unless a bomb has dropped somewhere and we're looking at World War three right <laughs> then then it might happen right? but <laughs> This is two hours and a 20% fall, mm-hmm. right? So that means that there's no liquidity, there's no real rest in bid, there's no market maker, and everybody has just run away for the two hour period. Yeah. And eventually it starts to settle. So this is like the, you know, the financial crash back in 1987, mm-hmm. um, you know when the markets didn't know what level it was gonna open at, and people were trying to test it out. So you get a bad piece of news and everybody, like maybe I'm over-dramatising this and I'll, we'll probably get grief in that regard. But this is like a two-hour period, a 20% decline. Everybody who was in that market, for me, on a big perspective, so trying to buy has run away and then eventually they come back into the market. And that, you know, so it has no, um, you know, it has no constant bid and offer. It, it doesn't have, the liquidity that it needs to absorb the downside. So yes, when the market's going up, we can all make money, but when the market starts to fall and go down, managing your risk and getting out of the position, to me, looks very, very difficult.
0: Right, so second question then, where is the value, and in, if, if investors are looking today, where is, where is the value in Bitcoin? Is it just a case where you're just hoping that it goes up in value and you're keeping everything crossed, is that it?
1: look I, I think since time began right people have looked at the financial markets as being little more than a casino right and um, mm. you know whether whether it's investing informed betting or, or whatever you want to call it there is nothing that embodies that more than Bitcoin for me you know th- this is just a pump um, you know so when we talk about value you know I you know bitcoin has a value because it's tradable and it's currently trading at fifty-four thousand a coin um today so you know anybody can argue that it has value um whether it has you know that intrinsic value or not i'm not i'm, I'm not completely sure how many, um, how many coins are they uh, i i i'm, I'm not th- th- there is a limited supply i can't think what the number is at the moment but um you yeah, know, there is a limited number
0: of, um, of coins. Twenty Was it 24 million you said to me one time? I
1: think it's 21. Uh, 21, or maybe it's, but 4 million of them have been lost, never to be recovered. It's just, I don't know.
0: You, you can't see. really, the, the difficulty, the, the, I suppose the difference between uh, losing Bitcoin and losing, you can't lose 4 million Bitcoins down the back of the settee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but you could you can you can lose them a lot easier because you just have to misplace the number and and then you'll never get them back it's just I, I don't know look
0: right. uh, final I, I'm, question uh, yeah. so you said they're Bitcoin what is it fifty four thousand dollars a coin today
1: yeah I think so yeah
0: all right so I'm not wholly to this right so we've got a question here what price will Bitcoin be in 2025
1: uh I, I, I'm going to go against the grain here um, not, not not in terms of what you would expect me to say but in terms of what the market would say. I, look I remember John McAfee who um, who was was behind uh, McAfee security that you see on, on your um, on, on your computers he, he, you know very early on he said it would go to a million dollars right uh, I think that it will be closer to 20. Uh, from where we currently are, uh, in in a three to four year period, and I think that will,
0: will 20, be twenty. what?
1: It, uh, twenty thousand. I, I might, It could be a lot less. I, I you know my.
0: All right. so you think it'll half, it'll it'll it uh, yeah, value?
1: Yeah, I I do I do I genuinely do because I think what you're going to see over the next three to four years, Connor, is you're going to see the central banks uh, do more. Um, You're going to see more digital currencies. And I think personally, if the Fed says to the big American investment banks that you don't get involved in cryptocurrencies, they won't. And uh, I I think that's the way that I see it going. There's going to be more control. There's going to be uh, and and you control what you can control. Okay, so the exchange and Bitcoin is decentralized. But Goldman's, JP Morgan, the big investment banks aren't. They're very heavily regulated. And if the Fed says that, you know, Bitcoin is outlawed, you're not allowed to trade it, they won't be there. And there'll be this huge, you know, there'll be this huge hole in the market that develops really, really quickly. And potentially you will get now Turkey banned uh, cryptos as of today, as I've mentioned already. You know, I don't think that really moved the market too much. It was, you know, a a negative piece of news over that weekend. But if a bigger country, Australia, um, or, or, or I don't think China would do it, but if, you know, if a bigger nation bans cryptocurrencies, that would see the value half, not in hours, in seconds.
0: Okay, that's a fascinating perspective. Some brilliant takeaways there, Nick. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to catching up with you on The Money Clinic next week. Have a great weekend.
1: And you take care, mate.
0: So there you go. I hope you are a little bit wiser. I have to say, I really personally really enjoyed uh, that conversation with Nick. Um, I'll say it again, Nick's not claiming to be an expert in Bitcoin. He said that himself and neither am I. But I do believe that he has a really interesting perspective and I think people should listen to people like Nick Leeson who have 30 odd years experience at trading at the top level. And as he would say himself, he has made some incredible mistakes in his own life, but he has also had an amazing amount of success as well. And he doesn't really tell too many people that, but he has had. So look it was a really good conversation uh, if you have any questions on any of that you can reach me at connor at connordivine.com. more than happy to take your questions happy enough to revisit this whole topic of bitcoin and crypto because i do believe that uh, given the level of interest in it i do believe that we are going to get some engagement about this particular episode uh, but also then just to move on in the conversation and the close over the next couple of weeks i've got a couple of really really uh, fantastic guests lined up for money and plants i'm really excited about uh, knocking out another few episodes over the next three or four weeks in the meantime if there is a topic or even a guest that you would like me to speak to please hit me up connor at connordivine.com. you can find me on instagram twitter and facebook as well so look if you enjoyed this podcast do me a favor leave me a small review wherever you listen to your podcast. And also, if you wouldn't mind, and if you know anybody you think who might be interested in this, send them on the podcast and share it with them as well. So look, until next time, it's a brilliant weekend out there. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really strong. As you know, I'm really focused on my health. I'm exercising every day, and I'm really, really grateful for that. And I'm thankful to you for listening to the podcast. So until I speak again and we talk again, have a great weekend.